You've probably heard of Witch Magazine, our home of hard-hitting journalism and informative stories delivered directly to our members. There's our travel, money and tech mags too. But did you know you can hear some of our best articles for free, available to listen to whenever you like? Each week on the Witch Shorts podcast, we bring you a specially selected story, lovingly voiced and produced especially for you, on a whole range of fascinating topics. Just search Witch Shorts wherever you're listening. When life gives you questions, which get answers. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. You can recycle old toiletries, clothes, and even printed ink cartridges in exchange for cash and vouchers. So some empty printed ink cartridges can fetch as much as £2.50. I think the number one tip for kind of saving money is to just have those conversations with your loved ones. Find out what their expectations are, because you might be pleasantly surprised. Somehow we've got to the time of year where Christmas is just around the corner. I know it certainly crept up on me. And, you know, it's not been an easy year for our finances with soaring inflation and interest rates. So with tighter purse strings this festive season, we wanted to do a special episode on how to give yourself a pre-Christmas bonus. We've got plenty of advice on ways to earn a bit of extra cash and to reveal all, I'm pleased to say we're joined by one of our regulars, which senior content producer and writer Grace Witherden and alongside her, we've also got the brilliant financial broadcaster and author Iona Bain. Hello both. Hi. Hello there. So today then, it's all about ways to boost our finances and earn a bit of extra cash. And looking back on such a tough year, you know, with mortgage repayments through the roof, as well as energy and so, so many other things, I wouldn't be surprised if people are choosing to wind back their spending this Christmas. Iona, do you think that's the case? Well, Lucia, I think it's a mixed picture because on the Mm. one hand, we are seeing a slowdown in retail sales. So uh, they rose by an annual rate of 2.7% in November, and that is well below the yearly average of 4.1%, according to the Mm. British Retail Consortium. So that does suggest that people are reining in their spending. Having said that, we saw official stats out this last week, which showed that actually we're set to spend on average about £600 in the run-up to Christmas, which sounds like a lot to me. Well, let's get into some of the ways that could help give your finances and maybe that £600 a little boost. Um, So Grace, can we start with one of my favourites? A classic that comes up time and time again is switching your bank account. You know, I've raved about it doing it countless times on the show over the years. What's this all about? Yeah, I love speaking about this tip because it's just so like effortless. Basically, many of us stick with our bank account for years. When was the last time, you know, you may have opened up a new account? But banks are willing to pay you big money to switch. And if you use the current account switching service, it closes your old account and moves you to this new account. And often banks will pay you up to £200 to do this. So I checked the other day, actually, and in October alone, just gone, there were 140,000 switches. So that's just how many people switched their bank account in October. Wow, that makes me really happy knowing so many people are doing it. So for anyone listening, wanting to join those people and give this a go, let's hear what deals are out there at the moment. So there's only two deals 
out there right now, but definitely keep an eye out because I feel like every month, usually a new one comes up because mm-hmm. uh, we, we usually write about it at which and we make sure we include all the deals. Um, but at the minute we've got two. So we've got one from Nationwide and you can get up to £200 and one from First Direct where you can get up to £175. Um, now there are certain terms and conditions when you switch your bank account, but these are two good deals at the minute, particularly Nationwide because £200, that's the highest we've seen. And the accounts are really good at the minute. You can get the £200 if you switch to its Flex account, which is a standard everyday account. It's Flex Direct, uh, Flex Direct account, which is an online account paying um, 5% credit interest on balances up to £1,500 for the first 12 months. And it's Flex Plus, which is a packaged account, which costs £13 a month, but you get extra benefits like uh, travel insurance and mobile phone insurance. Iona, what about you? Where do you sit with this? Are you a seasoned switcher? I am, yes. I'm a big advocate of switching your bank account. I think it is definitely one of the easiest ways to make money. And most people are still sticking with the same bank account that they might have taken out when they were a student or when they first started Mm. work in their early 20s. So I I think it's worth everyone's while to have a look at what bank you're with, whether you're happy and whether you could actually just get some free cash from switching. And just before we move on, for anyone a bit dubious, maybe thinking, well, you know, this feels kind of like a bit of hassle. What would you say? I would say that switching your account has become a lot easier since the current account switching service was introduced in the 2010s. Um, So with the current account switching service, um, it, it comes with a guarantee to switch your current account within seven working days, and it's all done on your behalf. So you're not having to worry about manually switching over all your direct debits and standing orders. The bank's the one that you're switching from and the one that you're switching to, they both take care of that whole process on your behalf. Now then, obviously with the festive season comes a plethora of reasons to spend. Food, decorations, gifts, party outfits, you name it. And with the year we've had, it's no surprise people are cutting back. I saw a stat this week that said nearly half of UK adults are planning to cut their spending on Christmas festivities this year by an average of £280. So where you are spending, let's make sure you're reducing the hit as much as possible. You know, discount codes, price research, making sure you're getting the best deal. It's all important stuff. And another string to add to your bow should be taking advantage of cashback. Iona, can you tell us more? Yes, well, there is a range of not just websites, but apps and even bank accounts now that will offer cashback on your spending. And this is an essential tool for anyone that's looking to try and uh, make a bit of extra cash. And when used right, it definitely is a no brainer in the run up to Christmas when you're spending more than usual. When it comes to your cashback websites like QuickCo and Top Cashback, these have been around for years. And some people report making hundreds of pounds from using these sites. I have to say that those people must be really organized when it comes to checking the websites to see what offers are available, because I think that's when you can make cashback work for you. If you're buying something anyway, check whether it comes with cashback. A good hack is if you have a tendency to forget to check those kind of sites like I do, then you might want to think about having plugins on your browser, on your laptop, so that when you're having a look at a, um, a retail site, 
uh, you can see whether there are actually cashback deals available at the moment. And then you've got um, a newer form of cashback that's been coming on the market in recent years, which is bank accounts that offer cashback. And this is right across all your spending. So the advantage of this is that you're not having to check the websites for cashback deals. It's just happening automatically whenever you spend money. So that's good to know. The one downside there is that I would say the cashback on offer is not spectacular. We're talking low percentage, uh, you know, one digit percentage figures. Um, So if you think you're going to be earning hundreds and hundreds of pounds from your cashback over the year, then you'll need to adjust your expectations because it's it's not going to be as spectacular as that. And then there are also cashback credit cards. Now, the cashback that they offer tends to be a bit more generous. However, I, I would say these credit cards are only going to be available for and suitable for people who have got those higher incomes, who don't already have existing debt, who can pay off their balance in full every month because they do tend to come with very high interest rates as well. Well, let's dive into some of these cashback deals uh, with banks and and credit cards then. Grace, I know you're big on cashback. And just before the show, you were talking about a new cashback offering from a bank that you've just tried. Can you share it with our listeners? Mm, Yeah, I was excited about this when I wrote about it um, a few weeks ago. So um, I love that you're excited about it. (laughs) I (laughs) know. I really was, but I actually, so so I was really excited, but I didn't actually get it for a few weeks. I had to wait for it. Um, So basically early, um, I think a few weeks ago, Monzo, which a lot of people have Monzo, it's quite a quite a popular challenger bank mm. announced that they were going to start doing cashback so I was really excited like wrote about it tried to use it and then I realized I, it wasn't actually available to me yet they were slowly rolling it out and I think most people if they have a Monzo account they should have it now I only got access to it like a week ago okay. um, but I was straight on there looking at the office because the office can change um, they've got some quite popular retailers on there they said they said to us that the retailers they've chosen are in like the top the top retailers that Monzo um, users actually spend with. And to be fair, the retailers I was given um, on mine were all quite popular. You know, we're talking like eBay, Disney, Boots, H&M, Asda. They're all quite popular brands because sometimes you see with cashback, they're really niche. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to mm. shop there. So I'm never going to make the most of that. But anyway, I had a look, had a look at the offers. The only thing uh, with this is that you have to add them um, so, you, you know, you manually have to go on the app and you have to sort of uh, accept the cashback offer mm-hmm. to use it. Kind of a bit like with uh, some supermarket loyalty offers. So you have to do that. If not, you won't get the cashback. Mm-hmm. So there is sort of an element of like making sure you check it regularly. But I had a look and I've got quite, I've got about 10 offers. Most of them would say how long I've got left to use it. What's the max I can earn and what the cashback rate is. So I saw that I had the other day up to 4% cashback in boot. It was single use, so I could only use it once, and the max cashback was £10. But I spent about £30. So I got one pound twenty three pence cashback. Uh, so that is it's not as bad. I think. Yeah, it's quite mm. small, but um, it adds up because the thing is, all of the cashback that you earn goes into a separate pot, and then you can move it to your main balance once it's you know after a few days. Um, but I'm just going to leave it in the cashback pot, see what other deals I end up using, and maybe in a year I'll look to take it out. This Monzo offer sounds great for Monzo users, but of course, it's not the only bank to offer something like this. There are plenty of cashback credit cards and other bank accounts that offer it too. Iona, do you want to tell us about some of these? Well, there are several banks now offering cashback as part of reward accounts, and these include the likes of Santander, 
Chase, NatWest and Barclays. I want to highlight the Santander accounts. Santander last year um, launched its Edge account, which cost £3 per month, and that was offering up to £20 in cashback. And what was particularly attractive about this was that it was offering cashback not just on you know your your discretionary spending but it was actually covering essential grocery shopping transport spending and that was capped at 10 pound per month it was also offering cash back on household bills paid by via direct debit so this was 1% and this is a really solid amount of cash back to be earning for bills that you would have been paying anyway um, but earlier this year Santander launched its edge up account Again, it's costing, you know, a certain amount a month, slightly more, £5, and it pays up to 1% cash back, um, but that's capped at £30 per month. Um, so again, you're getting, you know, 1% cash back on bills, broadband, TV packages, and also cash back on supermarket spending and travel spending. But yeah, these are slightly higher caps uh, for slightly higher fees. So you've got to do the maths and weigh up whether that would be a, a better deal for you. And I think more broadly speaking, if you look at these accounts offered by the big banks um, that offer cash back, they will often come with monthly fees. So you have to work out whether you are going to be earning enough cash back to make that worth your while, that you're not spending more than you would have done anyway, just to be getting that higher cash back. But I think it's really interesting that Monzo have added in this new cash back offering into the mix. Um, and clearly, Existing customers uh, like Grace are getting very excited about it because it just seems like such an easy way to make extra cash in the run up to Christmas. And yes, it requires a tiny bit of effort, but I think it's worth it for what you get back in return. So it'll be interesting to see what impact that has on the um, on the bank account market and whether that draws in more customers. And Grace, is there anything you'd like to add here on cashback credit cards or bank accounts that we'd recommend at which? Yeah, I mentioned uh, cashback credit cards because it's sort of an area that I, I look after at which. But basically, we have best buys uh, for a number of our credit cards and they're the cards that our analysts think are the, you know, their market leading. Two of our best buys for cashback are actually both by American Express. Um, and it's the, the Platinum Cashback Credit Card and the Platinum Everyday Cashback Credit Card, um, the second of which is free. So it has no annual fee. They both offer 5% cashback for the first three months, um, but then the rate really drops. It's one of those things where if you're thinking about getting one of these cards, you could sort of time it around perhaps a big purchase to really make the most of that introductory offer. Before Christmas, I suppose. Before be Christmas. That's actually when I got mine a few years ago. It was around November. Really? Um, but what Iona was saying earlier is actually really important because with these cards, you really should pay them off in full every month, which means that you, you need to have that money. So they're not really cards to pit a big purchase on that you can't afford. Um, there are better credit cards to do that if you need to borrow. Well, so much ground covered already. But after a quick break, we'll be back with more ways to boost your Christmas finances, including some quirky bits after this. It's Grace here to tell you all about our new podcast at Which. It's called Get Answers and you can listen now on whatever platform you like. Me and co-host Harry will be with you every other Monday with episodes dropping each fortnight as we help you solve life's everyday problems. Whether it's getting the most from your weekly shop, finding travel hacks to save on your family holiday, or simply learning the tricks that make your everyday life easier. And we'll be joined by the very best experts too. Just search Get Answers and subscribe so that you can catch our episodes as soon as they drop. Thank you. 
excited to hear a few more kind of unusual ideas to earn some extra cash. But first, can we talk about selling stuff? Because, you know, the end of the year is as good a time as any for a clear out. So where would you start then? Grace, there are loads of new apps out there now, aren't there? Yeah, you can definitely, this is a great time of year to have a clear out and you can sell anything, even trash, which I'll go on to <laughs> later. Um, so first protocol call would go on to tech, toys and clothes. Uh, if you've got a good piece of tech, it's still in quite good condition. I'd always go to like the standard eBay, Facebook marketplace. So watch out for scams there because I do, we do see a lot of them come up in our scams mm. team. And you can also flog old toys on We Buy Games and Pre-Loved. Now, if, if you've got a lot of um, books, for example, instead of selling them all individually, um, there are some websites that would take them sort of by the bag. So you can trade in books for cash using sites like We Buy Books mm. and um, Music Magpie will also take like old CDs, computer games and DVDs, as well as Lego by the kilo. <laughs> Um, so those websites are, and, and sites are really handy if you just can't be bothered um, to upload stuff individually and wait for someone to purchase it. And another one with clothes, which I use quite a lot, is Vinted and Depop. And these are both sort of um, app-based secondhand marketplaces. And they're just really handy ways to sell your items. But they, they do take a lot of effort because not a lot of effort but you have to be you have to like take the pictures write the descriptions upload it if someone buys it then you have to like package it off um and send it so that's why sometimes some of the some of the places that just take things by the kilo are easier if, if you just want stuff gone quickly and you know when it comes to clothes i've got to say you know hands up i've had vintage on my phone now for months but i'm still yet to actually buy or sell anything on it but i know my nieces use it a lot and rave about it iona where do you sit with this? Have you been dabbling in any selling this year? Well, I did a lot of selling during lockdown. And mm. that was when I first became acquainted uh, with the weird and wonderful world of Depop. And um, I've taken a real interest ever since then in this whole market, because it feels like there's been a massive explosion in the use of these um, secondhand apps for clothes. And now if you go on Vinted or Depop, the sheer choice uh, available is absolutely incredible. And the number of sellers uh, and buyers on there is, is, is very impressive. These apps seem to have come from absolutely nowhere um, in, in such a short space of time. And I think it does reflect just how much people want to save money during the cost of living crisis. And the fact that new clothes now are becoming more and more of a considered purchase. Uh, but also, of course, people are becoming much more... Um, environmentally conscious as well and understand that buying secondhand has a much lighter footprint on the planet and that you can get a much more individual quirky creative look by shopping mm -hmm. on these apps and as someone who is a long-time lover of charity shopping vintage clothing um, and, and styling outfits using um, you know one-off pieces this is something that I've definitely been keeping an eye on however I think amid all that excitement I want to sound a couple of notes of caution um, which is that I think I've definitely seen a rise in the number of people who are kind of optimistically putting all their old clothes on Vintage and Depop <laughs> and are maybe hoping to, to make a small fortune from it. And yet the items have been on there for months and months and months. And I think that points to lots of people using the apps in, in a slightly misguided hope that, that everything will be snapped up really quickly. Mm. But in fact, if you're not selling items that are, you know, good quality, that are the 
kind of things that you yourself would want to buy, you need to be realistic about how quickly they'll be snapped up. I think lots of people perhaps need to be a bit more realistic in how they price these items as well. Although having said that, I can't imagine a lot of the sellers on Vinted making any money when you see some of the prices on there. You know, if you're if you're selling something for five pounds, think about whether all the hassle that you'll have to go to in terms of packaging it up and sending to that person is really going to make it worth your while or whether you should just donate that item to the local charity shop, especially if it's going to end up sitting in your house for months and months and months. And speaking of charity shops, you know, I love them too. I've been buying secondhand since I was a teenager. I can really, honestly, I can still remember some of the amazing things I bought from them. We're talking, you know, years ago, 10 years ago, more than that. Um, And according to a survey I've got here by Oxfam this year, we're apparently heading for a secondhand Christmas. So there's definitely some money to be made there. And of course, some money to be saved. Um, Grace and Iona, where do you sit then with buying second gifts for other people? Have you done it? Would you do it? Yeah, I def- I always go around the charity shops and you can find some really nice things in there. Mm. I think everyone has their favourites, don't they? Everyone knows which one mm. to go into first on their local high street and which one to go into last. But I've actually found some really nice birthday gifts this year. Um, I didn't actually tell them it was from the charity shop, so I'm not going <laughs> to say what it was. Um, but... It was like a really nice like jewellery box. Well, they might um, know. That get, might be the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get some really nice accessories, like really nice homeware, mm. um, like often like really quirky like plates mm, and glasses yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I, I definitely think it, it's really good. Like there's there's no, there's like absolutely no need to be buying um, new, new stuff for the sake of it. Um, I'd always like recommend people like look there first because you can make great savings and you're actually supporting a charity. I completely agree. And in our family, we've got absolutely, yeah, no shame about shopping secondhand for presents. And in fact, if I tell my mum and dad that this came from a charity shop, they'll be even more delighted, <laughs> which might sound strange, but it's because they um are pleased not only that I'm saving money but also that I'm doing something you know good for the world in terms of um my money going to charity and um and that's what Christmas should be about and and I always feel very conflicted whenever I'm asked to give my tips for for saving money in the run-up to Christmas every year because my my feeling is that you know Christmas shouldn't just be about getting everything really cheap and you know um all those kind of earthly concerns I guess for me Christmas should be about thinking of ways to to give back to be more charitable charitable mm. I often make charity uh, donations um, instead of giving presents and again that's something in our family that's really encouraged and accepted but I think if you want to make that change within your family or friendship group this year um, and you're not sure how to do it it's best to talk about it now and to just kind of bring up the fact that that's what you're minded to do and often when you actually do mention that that's kind of something you're thinking about it takes the pressure off everyone else as well and I think the number one tip for kind of saving money is to just have those conversations with your loved ones find out what their expectations are because you might be pleasantly surprised Um, and if you say look I am intending to buy some stuff secondhand or or make some donations instead of you know going out and spending lots and lots of money you know is that okay then they might actually feel a sense of relief that that they can do Mm. that too and that that might ease the pressure on them and now then just before we get on to some of the wilder ideas. I'd really like to just give a quick mention to unclaimed cash because this could be a simple way of getting money that is rightfully yours. And I'm talking about billions of pounds sitting in dormant accounts, including current accounts, savings accounts and premium bond winnings. Grace, how does this money get forgotten about? And what's your advice here? Yeah, this is definitely another easy one to look into, actually. It won't be for everyone because you might not have anything... (laughs) 
lost. Um, but it's always worth checking because finding £10 in your pocket can make your day. But what have you found? £40 in overlooked premium bond prizes or £450 in a forgotten bank account? Because mm. um, those are actually the average amounts currently sat um, in dormant bank accounts, according to um, a tracing service called Gretel. And often this happens when people move house, but they don't let their provider know their new address. And if the communications are not replied to and no activity occurs on the account, it's eventually classed as dormant. So if you think that you have a dormant account somewhere, you can use services such as Gretel, which I mentioned, and My Lost Account. As well, a quick mention on premium bonds, um, because I got in touch with them before this podcast, just to ask out of interest how many unclaimed prizes there were. Um, and there are over 2 million unclaimed wow. premium bond prizes. Um, so that's definitely also worth looking into if you've had premium bonds in the past, maybe um, you've missed your congratulations, you've won email um, mm. some time ago. <laughs> well, to finish then, back to the straight and narrow, well, maybe not quite. Let's hear some of the more unusual, but nonetheless, definitely worth a thought ways to make some extra cash. Grace, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so as promised earlier, I did mention that you could make cash from your trash. Yes, drum roll, um, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware in the UK we say rubbish, but I wanted to rhyme cash for trash, <laughs> which is why I've used trash. But yeah, you can recycle old toiletries, clothes, and even pre- uh, printed ink cartridges in exchange for cash and vouchers. So some empty printed ink cartridges can fetch as much as £2.50. Um, mm. So there are sites called The Recycling Factory and Ink Viro that gives you an idea of how much you could get for each cartridge. Um, and also some stores offer rewards if you return empty beauty products. So John Lewis Boots and Lush have recycling schemes. So you don't actually get cash money. But if you return uh, so many of your empties, like the packaging, um, you might get money off your next shop. Or I think in Boots, you get like Boots Advantage card points. So you can actually put those towards your next purchase. So um, it's always like worth checking that before you recycle them yourself, um, if you can take them into store. Because if you're going there anyway, it doesn't require that much extra effort. Definitely worth checking. I know I've seen it quite a lot with makeup brands too. So, you know, something like bring in five empties or maybe not even empties, just old bits. I know I've got a lot of old makeup lying around and then you might get the sixth one free. So definitely worth checking there. And, and Grace, I know, as, as I've already mentioned, we've got a new story out this week on 11 ways. Is it 11 ways, Grace? Yeah, it's 11 ways. 11 ways to give yourself a Christmas bonus. And there are a few more we should mention, aren't there? Go on. So with American Express, you can earn up to £150 per calendar year for inviting your friends to sign up. Um, With Monzo, you can um, get £5 every time you refer a friend and they successfully open up an account. Crew Bank has a similar thing uh, where you can earn up to £100 and you earn £10 for each referral who successfully signs up. So this is just a few I've mentioned, but Mm. if, if you like really like uh, this provider or anything else you use, it's always worth checking if there is a refer a friend deal because it's actually quite an effortless way to earn some extra money. This might sound like um, quite an obvious way to try and make some extra cash, uh, but it's amazing how often people overlook it when life gets busy. And that is just to go through your accounts and find out if there are any rogue payments that shouldn't be there because 10 to 1, there will be something that you thought you'd cancelled or that you weren't aware that you'd signed up for in the first place that's coming out of your account that you can cancel and instantly you will get a windfall from doing that. And I think these days it's particularly 
um, easy win because we are signing up for subscriptions and streaming services and other, you know, online only payments all the time. And these can be recurring over many months or even years without us really understanding it. So I would say just have one more look before Christmas at your accounts over the past couple of months and see if there are any rogue payments there that you can kill to generate some extra cash. Oh, such a good tip, that one. And this show has been so much fun um, and we've covered so much ground, loads of useful, useful tips. Um, So thank you both, Iona and Grace, for coming on today. Thank you. It's been really fun. Thanks for having us. Well, a huge thank you to Iona and Grace for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please do hit subscribe to make sure you catch our new episodes as soon as they drop. For daily money news and advice, you can find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. And we also have a free money newsletter, which is delivered to your inbox every Monday. To sign up, visit witch.co.uk forward slash money newsletter. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was written and presented by me, Lucia Ariano, produced by me and Rob Lilly-Jones and edited by James Rowe. What is happening to supermarket prices? Do own label brands taste good? What's the best supermarket? What's the worst? How do I spend less on my weekly shop? Are there ways I can shop smarter? Should I just be growing my own veg? How do I even grow veg? (sighs) Wine to pair with spag ball? When life gives you questions, get answers at witch.co.uk.